Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I think we mentioned this last episode. Um, and by the time this comes out, it will not be hot news anymore. Uh, but how many of you have played Baldur's Gate 3? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Me. Jason, Jane, you do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you two going to go get a coffee? Yep. All right. <laughs> you two can tap out. Should we just, I mean, just do like a tight 60 on Baldur's Gate? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. come back for the we next We do episode? need a break, don't we, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> We've worked hard. Um, you played it during early access too, right? Yeah, I did. It was very buggy. Yeah. So I didn't get too far into it. Um, like the multiplayer aspect of it just basically didn't function. Mm. Sure. So it was kind of like we gave up pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, Jared, did you play during early access or did you just jump in? No, I jumped in last week. Nice. Same. I uh, like oh the like a few days after it came out. I think it was in a similar window. I was like, I'm gonna wait till my next paycheck, pick it up. And then friend of the podcast, Ike, was playing it. He got it for his birthday. Mm. Liked it so much. He was like, yeah, fuck this shit. And then just sent me a copy. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was like, that's super nice. I know I got to pay that. I got to pay that forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that game's stupidly good. I'm curious. What are you, uh, what are you playing in Baldur's Gate? I, I'm playing a rogue, of course. Uh, what, uh, what ancestry did you go with? Or I guess it's uh, 5e. What race are you playing? I think I went Wood Elf. Oh, nice. I didn't think I was going to. And then, then I... I just pulled the trigger. Trent, what do you got right now? I did a human fighter. Um, <laughs> mostly just so I could uh, really experiment with with the game as it progresses. Um, it's D&D, so it's not nearly as fun to like, you know, yeah. move your character in one certain direction as Pathfinder, but still. I, uh, I did see a great tweet that, let me see if I can find it because I sent it to Ike and it was talking about how much it hilariously got something really right about the Dungeons and Dragons experience, which is how much of the game actually isn't Dungeons and Dragons 5e exactly as written. Yeah. 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 Let me see if I can find this exact tweet because, like, I just sent it to him and it cracked me up. Yeah. Here it is Baldur's Gate 3 is the most chronically online 5e experience in the world because the studio paid for the game, looked at the rule set of it, and said, God damn it, this rule set is half baked. And then just implemented a homebrew mechanic yeah. on top of yeah. it that made it play like they liked. Um, it, the, the most D&D aspect of the game, though, is that if you build your character on your friend's server, you can only <laughs> access it when your friend is online. Yeah, it's true. So you have to do the whole scheduling with your friends of when to play. That's the <laughs> hardest part of the game. Um, Jane, as someone who, who doesn't play Baldur's Gate 3, what is your impression of the game? Um, I'm online shopping right now. Oh, okay. So mm. come back to me. <laughs> what are you shopping for? Buying Baldur's Gate 3. Trying to use, yeah. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> I was looking at some clothes, uh, because of a gift card that James's parents gave me. Oh, nice. Anyway, oh, cool. I don't care about video games. Go on. <laughs> Jason, any thoughts on Baldur's Gate 3? I've seen a couple, like, uh, snips of it, you know, on a social media people playing it. There are some interesting things. <laughs> Murderizing a rabbit. I didn't get to that part. I probably won't play it. Because of the same reason I've never beat Skyrim, mm. and it's that those games, I just wander until it's like, oh, I'm not playing this, I'm wasting my time. So this isn't as open world as Skyrim, okay? but it, it there is so much room. There's a lot. Speaking of which, though, Starfield 
No. Oh, God. And this is probably far past. We'll have already come out by now when this oh, actually right airs. about now. But um, it's Space Skyrim. And that's set for, I think, the second week of September. So mm. speaking of space. And a cool bit, which I think might set up yours in segues. They've added that the devs on that game explicitly said that one of their inspirations for the way they built it was the tabletop role-playing game Traveler. Oh, oh, cool. Which is an awesome game. Yeah, totally. But were you about to talk about some Paizo-related space news? I was news? about to talk about some second edition Starfinder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm oh, yeah. so excited for that. Me too. Because I think all of us have played Starfinder at one point or another, I right? So. I have not. Oh. What? I, I, I watched people play and have the book, but I never played it. You didn't it. play the starter set at my house that one night? Mm-mm. I will say they, they found a, a way to make Pathfinder even more rules heavy. It, it was so. it was interesting because I feel like playing second edition, you can really see how Starfinder was setting up a lot of rules that they've been streamlined in 2E. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for Starfinder to reach 2E because there's a lot yeah. of stuff in which they sort of straddled 1E and 2E and it was in an awkward position for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I will say they do have an early rules beta out for Starfinder second edition. So maybe that needs to be a side yeah. like a Patreon thing. Let's just do a little Starfinder one weekend. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm down. Matt, if you're listening, we need to go down all this stuff because you're running our Starfinder games. Hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about that. Well, we're getting, we're exploring the ideas of tabletop role-playing games a lot, but we should be exploring the Stolen Lands. Yes. yes. Yeah, we're, we're playing a different game. Jane, Jane welcome back. <laughs> hey, guys. Do you get any good clothes? I'm working on it. All right. Mm. I bought some tabs for this while they were talking. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. For your book? <laughs> yeah, for my book. Nice. As I realize, it's hard to find stuff in here quickly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not set up like to just be easily flipped through. Jason is really embodying the physical Pathfinder 2E experience mm-hmm. with like, I mean, like, look, not a sponsor. We just really like their stuff. Beatles and Grimm does some amazing like rule books for char- character sheets as rule books, basically. Yeah, character sheets is basically... That's a whole I, book. Yeah, if you look at our social media, I think I posted it on there, but it's a whole entire book about the cleric, and it's basically everything from the core rule book to the advanced player's guide about clerics, and it has character sheets and all kinds of stuff in it, and I love it. I'm I don't so have to stoked. charge it up. It is really cool. I don't have to worry about, you know, if it's got a case on it or anything. I just bring it with me and write in it. It's pretty dope. So... I think we talked about last time saying that right where you were at was heading out into your first day actually in the Stolen Lands. Yep. And so you're heading into that area um, because I love to talk about world fluff and because the other night when I was prepping, I spent two hours reading about it. Uh, do any of your characters, what, what do you think your characters based on your skill slash background would know about the stolen lands, or do any of you have questions about the stolen lands kind of as we're traveling that can do a little bit of exposition here? Hmm. I'm lucky's got a lot of knowledge, uh, skills. So I think he would know a good bit. Okay. Uh, at least like rumors and, you know, if it's not like matter of fact stuff, but he might have heard about a lot or read about a lot, uh, of going ons in this area. So then let's, uh, let me share with you a little bit then as you're heading out into the River Kingdoms. First, let's get you set on a destination and let's do a little bit of mechanics because... There's a room for that. 
So are all of you following the Shrike River and the South Rostlin Road westwards towards the trading outposts, kind of continuing that? I believe that's the plan. Yeah, yes. I think so. Then Jane, would you be so kind as to do me a favor? Mm. And if you look at the map, you can take that colored metal, my old Boy Scout coin, and you can move that two hexes to the west. Because that's right. how far you'll travel today. Nice. So I will say I did pre-roll a bunch of stuff here. So it is a slightly rainy day. No major weather events. Uh, actually, it's, and you are near the end of February, so it's a lightly snowy day while you're traveling. Mm. Now, if you did not have cold weather gear, you would get fatigued in four hours of travel instead of eight. So you'd only have sort of like half the economy, but all of you okay. bought winter cloaks. So you're walking through a light snowfall today. Additionally, you'll take a minus one on all perception checks that need sight, including uh, initiative if you start in the middle of snow. Okay. So we'll keep that in mind. But you're walking westward along the road and along the Shrike River. And um, I'll give you just like a couple of bullet points. And then Lucky, and I kind of encourage any of you to do this while we're traveling at first, just so we can have some fun on air and I can share all this stuff that I get nerdy about. You know, if you want to ask any questions, I can elaborate a little more on parts of the history here. But uh, the Stolen Lands, as they're somewhat not inaccurately, but oddly called, is a region of land at the northern edge of the River Kingdoms and right south of Brevoy. The River Kingdoms isn't like actually a, a government or a country per se. It's, it's just an inland area populated by pirates, anarchists, exiles, and anyone else who doesn't fit in with more like established communities and cultures. They're, they're, not, they're by no means a unified nation. It's basically a huge swath of land that's filled up with ever-changing, rising, and falling fiefdoms and the occasionally longer-reigning city-states all throughout this area. Um, and, like, none of them, even the biggest ones in this whole region, are never more than a couple thousand people, at the absolute most, really. Basically, every the majority of them are always at odds with each other, always trying to gain power over one another, plot the other's demise. There's all sorts of squabbles throughout all of the area. Lucky... Jared, um, what do you want to know? Something ask me something about the River Kingdoms. Yeah, was 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 this land settled previously? Hell yes, I prepped it. So I think what Lucky would know, based on some conversations you and I have actually had yeah, offline, yeah. is that years ago, um, these people have heard like stories about this during the Age of Legend, so pre-Earthfall, this whole area was basically a giant hunting reserve for oh, cool. the elves of Keonan before they left the planet when Earthfall was about to happen. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, we're going to come back in like tens of thousands of years peace. Uh, and so a lot of this area was, um, let's see, you know what? Give me a, give me a recall knowledge check society really quick. And I want to see if you know this specific detail. About it. One. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the elves fucking loved this place so and they're good. so pissed. They don't have it anymore. Um, you totally believe that. Got him. Um, so, if this is that's the stolen lands where we are. Yep. And so we're south of Bravoy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're at the southwestern I'm from edge over here. So northeast. It does cut up the Medved family because I looked into this. Mm -hmm. You'd be kind of north northwest of where you Correct. are, farther up in here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you will if you go far enough west on this road, you can get to a port on the East Selen River, okay. and the East Selen River yeah. does run through your family's yeah. lands. Okay. And that's about, uh, that's almost off the map to the west yeah. of where these two are set up here, okay. but it is on the total overall map. Cool. Because I did my fucking research. Yeah, and I, it oh, would yeah. be yeah. like, Nikolai's not the kind of person that would have, like, I'm going to go adventure past my borders. Like, yeah. he would have stayed where he was. 
So this is all kind of new for you. I think, um, Jane, what's your character's background with this region? Like, what's your education? Probably not very extensive. I think Ari came here a little bit like as a half-baked idea of like, uh, I don't want to be where I am, so I'm just going to go do this. And like, very kind of teenagery, like, this will be fine, right? And like, maybe it's like, hmm, a lot of bandits. Maybe this wasn't as good of an idea as I thought. I don't really know. But also, like, at the end of the day, I think she's just kind of like, well, here I am. So, like, I'm just... And I think that she probably doesn't know very much at all. Are you from this region originally or no? Well, that's a secret. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, then you probably don't know a whole lot else. So you travel through light snow for a day. And right uh, near the second half of the day... Let's talk a little bit about, while you are as a group exploring, you're not reconnoitering, um, what would you say your sort of like exploration focus is, each of you? Um, what are you paying attention to or, or doing while you travel as a group? I actually think that Ari is keeping a very close eye out for bandits or like possible threats as they go along. Having like kind of heard some of those rumors and maybe gotten a little freaked out in the town. Sure. Anyone else? What's what's your focus or attention on? I'm going to be looking for mostly animals in the woods, tracks maybe, like doing a survival thing as we're moving along here. What animals are in this area? Who has been in this area? Is this heavily trafficked? Is it not? Okay. Keeping an eye out with survival. Mm -hmm. You're keeping an eye out with, uh, keeping an eye out for danger. Both as a Jane. means to note these places for hunting later and to make sure one does a bear doesn't like eat our llama. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about the llama. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a stat sheet for that llama. You're going to have to name the llama. <laughs> no drama. How about I got this. Llama. No drama. His name is No Drama Llama. No Drama. No Drama Llama. Ah, Demon Llama. Uh, <laughs> Jared, what do you think Lucky's kind of focus is? Uh, I think he's just being alert. And I think maybe maybe part of that is like noticing changes in the terrain in the area maybe places that might be uh, you might be more at risk to get ambushed or attacked I like that alright uh, Trent what's uh, what's Arthur doing so Arthur probably at this point considers himself the um, the knight leader of this group <laughs> and uh, he's been here super. for a day he um, he's sort of like monitoring the the llama he's riding his horse um making sure that everything is moving, you know, according to plan here. Okay. So, yes. you're heading along. A little bit further. Come on now. <laughs> and, <laughs> Jesus, it's, uh, it's Ari and Nikolai who can kind of first hear something that stands out. You've been always closest to the river. Sometimes you lose sight of it through the trees or other things as you go each day uh, as you've been walking along, but you hear the sound of the river change ahead of you. Um, you hear sounds of like rushing and water crashing. Like a rapids or a waterfall? Bit of both. Okay. And sure enough, what you find yourself getting to is... Um, working your way to it and you pick it up earlier in the day and you kind of see it ahead but as you get there later in the day if you look on the map you can see where a different river is coming down in off the mountains and meeting with the river you're next to mm -hmm. and what you see here is a series as you get closer a series of 
five waterfalls from, from like 10 to 30 feet in height where these two rivers come together and form a series of rapids and waterfalls before heading westward more. So at this point, the river also begins to separate from the road. Um, it's getting late in the day, and uh, I think it's time for all of you to sort of look at making camp. Oh, snap. Ah. This is a beautiful place. Look at these waterfalls. Yes, it is indeed quite beautiful. So we talked a little bit about this off air, but here's what I'm going to share. I just imagine that everybody like looks at each other like, oh my God, is, is he going to kill us in our sleep? For the listeners, every time Trent talks, we all get big eyes and just look at each other like, is this guy for real? <laughs> so we there are all sorts of elaborate rules for camping in the Kingmaker companion book. And what we've sort of talked about and I guess I decided as the GM, but if all of you don't feel okay with it, I hope you'll let me know and we can approach some other stuff, is that basically we'll have a camping scene each time the party levels up because they might want to change any of their behavior. And sort of whatever that is, it's all treat as sort of the default process for camping. We're not going to duck into it every time they rest unless a player calls for a scene in camping, which can be a great way to um, make some changes or sort of advance things. There's lots of downtime activities you can do at campsites. So if you ever need to do those, call for a camping scene and we'll play that out. But it's your first night, so let's talk through the rules for camping in Kingmaker. You all have rations. I think the pack, the Explorer's Pack is what, 10 days worth? Uh, I think it's Four two days? weeks. I think it's, I think it's 14. 14 days. 14 days, perfect. So you're not at a fault for rations yet, but let's talk about the process. The first thing you have to do is prepare a campsite. Um, and you're gonna wanna do this to help find a safe place or a good area. Now, there's a little more to it, and I'm not going to get into in too much depth, but essentially, the more you try to do it at a campsite, the more there's a chance of a random encounter, which there also is a chance for on the road. I've done a lot of work in the background to come up with enough possibilities for encounters where I like it for a podcast, but we're not just going to be like, cool, and one day you had six fights to walk 20 yeah, feet. Yeah. Looking at you, Pokemon Silver, walking through high grass. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's a very specific thing, but if you know, you know. So, one of you can and someone could assist someone else but one of you needs to try to find a spot for a campsite and it says that it takes about two hours searching around the hex that you're in for a good location to make a camp at and so you'll attempt a survival check against the zones dc because there's a dc for every single zone in this giant map so who who do you think is going to look for a place to set up camp i feel like it's going to be me i yep. would like to help mm -hmm. you find a place for us to camp Certainly. I'm hanging out with the llama. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm good with them walking away. All right. So, Arthur, <laughs> you're going don't, to assist. Please don't leave. <laughs> that's, that's a seven. So you'll get a minus one on this check, Jason, Fuck. through Arthur's help. <laughs> okay. Clearly that bramble patch there would be a wonderful place to be. Oh, we should, perhaps we should keep looking, though, maybe. And that that you just built did? Thank you so much. I know that this is a bit of an ask on all of you, but in these camping scenes, in order to make it, I think, sort of bring some life into it, it's a great chance for you all to advance stuff. And so the big ask I have for all you is to are twofold. You have a chance to talk things out in character. Do that. It's going to help me as the GM see that camping more. And two, this is where it's a big difference from a lot of my Pathfinder games. Think about what your character's working on. What do they do in their downtime and how can you advance a project? Almost think Blades in the Dark style, like what are the things you're working on in your downtime? Are you building something, drawing something, practicing something? If you're gonna take a feat for the next level, are you working on training that? Who are you training it with? And that's a chance for me to see that and to start building in 
branching stories that emerge from the game. All right, Nikolai. So I rolled a 19. Is that, is that with the minus one? Yeah. All right. That was a 20. So let's roll. So that's glad, a s- glad I could help. Certainly. <laughs> you find a serviceable spot. I cannot for a lie. Kid. You did not help me at all. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I'm still in training. I like you. <laughs> Way more than these like two. that? Yeah. I, I just met you. <laughs> Time will tell. I'll set up my, my tent over here. <laughs> I'll set it up right behind you. Uh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> so you see, you do find a serviceable spot for a camp after an hour or two of looking. And See, this one is better because now we have a clearing. There's a place to go fish. We are protected. I like to fish. Where are we sleeping? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Is this triggering you as a yeah, dad? It's just see. making me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so you find an area, and I imagine it's it's not too far from the waterfall, like a small little tributary, not even a tributary, but like a small bit that runs off into like a little bit of, not standing water, but where you can easily get some water for your campsite. Some of the rocks of the change in topography gives you a little bit of shelter from the wind, but you don't see any caves immediately around there. So you're able to set that up and, and find a good spot. Now there is step two, camping activities. There's a lot of things you can do, but I'm just going to highlight some of the ones that are really on the table now. Smooth. What I'll say is you can develop new ones. <laughs> you can, as you have people who travel with you, they might bring new activities that they can teach you to do and increase your camp because NPCs matter. But the big ones that you can do is camouflage your campsite, which makes it harder for people to find it or for an encounter. You can cook a basic meal. All of you can just eat, but if only you wants to cook, you can get benefits from that. Cooking a basic meal requires you to spend basic ingredients. So along with that, you can hunt and gather, which get you basic or maybe even other ingredients in existence to the normal, in addition to the normal benefits for subsisting and finding like ration equivalents. You can organize a watch, which allows you to actually count as having more people for how efficiently you watch and sleep. You can cook a special meal. There's a whole handful of pages of recipes of different things you can make, like Fun. galt ragu. Dude, it's like Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, totally. it's, it's yeah, fucking it really awesome. Is. You could also, and I love this one, you can discover a special meal, because right now all you know is basic meals. You have to experiment with cooking to learn new meals. <laughs> this is why I'm like, we could spend so much time, so we'll just do this when we call for it. So I'll share these PDFs. You can read through it, get a feel on your own in the future. Cool. We grabbed that cinnamon from the... You did. From the, key, from the manor. And so Ooh. I will say that counts as you starting with two. And this is the way they simplify it. Okay. You have basic ingredients and special ingredients. Okay. And I'll say courtesy of some of the stuff you took, you'll start with four basic ingredients and two special ingredients, which is in addition to rations. Dope. Uh, you can also provide aid. This one is great, Jane. Uh, I feel like this is not a you thing, but a very Ari thing. You could just, as an activity, relax. Definitely doing that not one. Not a Jane thing. <laughs> Jane is always doing something. Jane always is like... No a, chill. Jessica's that's like not that. true. It's like, sit down. You're making me nervous. I'm trying to chill. Here's one of my favorite not things. Not only do we not chill, we don't allow anyone to chill. <laughs> if you're camping, because you can camp like for a whole day. Each of these activities takes two hours. So okay. if you want to just, like spend a whole day camping, if you take the relax action, the next thing you do does get a plus one because you chilled out before it. Oh, fun. Uh, finally, two things I want to talk about. And this one's great. None of you are this class, but if it comes up, I think it's wonderful. You can tell a campfire story. (laughs) And so I would encourage any of you who want to, and I'll I'll, I'll even, I'm going to call this shot. 
you tell a campfire story and it's appropriate and doesn't like ruin the episode's momentum, I'm going to give you a bottle cap for telling a story. Sorry. I'm going to have 17 bottle caps. We call them bottle caps, but you know, patches. Whatever. Yep. Um, And so that's kind of a cool one. And what these actually do, and I love this, you will get a bonus on attack rolls, saving throws, and skill checks during any combat that happens at the camp after that point. You're so like jazzed up. Cool. The final thing is all these different meals. You as your character, as people are discovering different meals, you can designate a favorite meal. And so all the special <laughs> meals give you benefits, but if it's your favorite meal, you get an additional benefit That's from adorable. getting to eat your it favorite is. food. That's so fun. I like don't want to do anything else. I just want to camp in this game. <laughs> I prefer a squirrel. <laughs> uh, I, I will share so with you a couple of low-level meals that you might want to research, but I also think it's very fun. Uh, they also do have a whole thing in here for the different NPC companions and their favorite meals. Oh. Uh, but some low-level meals that you can discover or learn is fish on a stick. Which cool. I think My is favorite. Favorite. on the menu tonight. Uh, which is actually, that's not an uncommon. That's one that you can learn on your own, or, or I think you consider to know if they're not uncommon. So you might already know fish on a stick. It's a higher level, so you have the right resources and the right skill checks. You can make chocolate ice cream. Wow. Oh, heck yeah. What? Broiled Tuskwater oysters. Cool. I already mentioned Galt Ragu, which I'm excited to have a little crossover there. Mm-hmm. A hearty meal. TM. <laughs> uh, haggis. <laughs> jeweled rice. It's a lot of higher level recipes too, but there's just so much cool stuff. Shepherd's pie. Ari's oh. making ice cream. <laughs> and then chilling. So that's that's a recipe. I guess that is common. I'll do some more research, but maybe you can all choose to know a recipe coming in. So you set up the campsite, takes a couple hours. Ari and Lucky, do you do anything in particular while you're... Uh... Ari's going to make some ice cream. Well, you don't have a camp to make it at yet while your camp was being set up. Oh, while the camp was getting set up? Yeah, while they were looking around and you were complaining that you were tired. Mm. Relax. <laughs> oh, you were taking the relax. Are you taking the relax action? I'll let no, you. No, I think that she's going to... She like, can't relax even in the game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she's going to like actually kind of just try to like scope out the area that they're in and see if there's any sort of warning signs of anything bad around or anything like that. All right. So patrol good. a little bit. Um, Lucky, anything from you? You don't have to. Um, no, I think he's just puttering around, kind of maybe helping clear out you know, the clear enough for to put cool. stuff down. I don't think he's doing anything special. So you find your campsite, you set it up. Um, I think because you've traveled today, there's enough time for each of you to basically do one campsite action. So this will kind of shoot that this will be our standard template until you guys modify it or call for a new scene. Who wants to let me know their activity first? I will organize the watch. I'll take first watch. And there is. Oh my god, it's so great. So let's talk about organizing a watch. Aren't these episodes electric? Yeah. Woogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> All right, so Trent, now, to organize a watch, are you an expert in perception? Uh, no. So you cannot organize a watch Son yet. of a bitch. Well, but we're going to talk about it so you can work towards it. Once you are an expert in perception, you can spend two hours to take the lead on organizing the camp's watch rotations. You'll attempt a perception check against the DC and then different things can happen. So... You won't be able to get any of the benefits, but what you can do is the basic one. There is four of you, so that means in order for you to all get a full rest, you'll need to rest total for 10 hours and 40 minutes. There's a, there's a chart for this. I haven't done the math. It's yeah. great. 
And the duration of each watch will be two hours and 40 minutes. Yep. So you get that all figured out and you get it set up. Who uh, who wants to call their next, who next wants to call for an activity? Fishing. You want to gather materials? All right. So that's going to be a special hunt and gather. Are you trained in survival, Jason? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to spend two hours gathering ingredients. This supplements the food from subsisting with additional ingredients. So okay. this will count as your choice. You can use hunting lore or survival. It will count as a subsistence check with added benefits. Okay. I'll do survival for sure. Okay. You start rolling that while I jump over. Jane, Jared, you want to do anything? I in actually am just going to chill. Cool. You're going to relax. Mm-hmm. Hope you like Branzino. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to set up another watch. Are you an expert in perception? I am. Ooh. Oh. And this is this is uh, lucky flexing on, on <laughs> Arthur a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. Like you start to, to like tell people what we're doing and I'm just like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but I got this. And I just kind of like start coordinating. <laughs> I fucking love this. Yes, I, I well, you, you, you probably know best. I, I'll just, yeah. It's good for me to learn. You understand? Yeah. If you want to observe, that'd probably be helpful. Take Observing notes. I like to do. <laughs> we'll leave that alone. <laughs> Jesus, all of you. <laughs> all right. So, oh my God, I'm so excited. So what, um, what did you get, Jason? 25. 25. Damn. So that's going to be a critical success. Yeah. Which means you will find in addition to, and I'll rely on you to know whatever the subs, uh, what is it called? Subside? Subsisting mm-hmm. gives you. Mm-hmm. In addition to a success, which will be a critical success for a subsisting as well. Okay. You will find a number of basic ingredients equal to... Wow. So you're going to find 30 basic ingredients. Dang. Whoa. That's crazy. And four special ingredients. Wow. Wow. So this is where, like I said, there's so much note keeping, which is why I'm going to start handing out fucking hero patches yeah. for like note keeping but yeah you catch a couple of fish and while you're fishing you're able to like pick up all sorts of small like nuts berries other foraging things okay plus subsistence which is just like a lot of your basic stuff so you said 30 basic and how many 30 basic and four special four special okay which is awesome because like just cooking a hearty meal so it's like so for example fish on a stick requires two basic ingredients per oh cool so now like i'll I'll let you guys make basically two, I guess it'll be two things because that you can gather and cook in one night. Okay. And what was your check on perception? Uh, 19. 19. That's a success on organizing a watch as well. And what that's going to do, and I think this is really cool, is everyone is going to gain a plus one bonus on perception checks made during their shift on watch. Mm. Oh, cool. Uh, If you ever critically success, uh, then your party counts as being one size larger for how short, because like you so perfectly optimize watches, you're able to get a full rest easier. That's cool. It's really cool. All right. And so Jason, did you say that you're then going to cook fish on a stick? Yes. Before any of you know the benefits and I'll let you change it, but just, you know, be kind role play with grace and narrative. Is anyone's favorite meal fish on a stick? Fish on a stick is my favorite meal. (laughs) (laughs) I hate fish on a stick. It's fine. It's whatever. (laughs) All right. Well, wonderful. Just not a seafood person. (laughs) It's river food. I was just going to say the same thing. (laughs) He's a river. All right.
night. So as you're making camp at night. Snap. Yeah. I love the sirenscape <sighs> sounds for this. So you're able to, so now here's what we need. See if you ruin your ingredients, Jason. All right. And you either need a cooking lore check, which is an easier DC, or a survival check, which is slightly higher. So I'm going to do survival. And anyone can assist cooking if they want to. I can help you cook the fish on a stick. It's my favorite meal. (laughs) (laughs) Trent, if you roll low, you will give him a penalty on this. Uh, I'm aware. (laughs) Can I have a Trent roll first? Yeah, I always like to have the assist come first. That's a 20. That's an assist, unless you have like the helpful human, which might give you a bigger bonus. What's your training in survival? Uh, Plus four, uh, trained. You'll get a plus one in this, Jason. All right. That makes it a 17. <sighs> Just fail. Okay. Oh, man. So you make a dinner, but there's no special benefit. Okay. You make fish on a stick, and it's nice. Um, Yeah. Solid fish, bro. This yep. is delicious. <laughs> it's like only okay. Well, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> what but I will say. But thank you for cooking dinner. A fish on a stick. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to it, is there? So, as I will share with you a little bit, um, if you succeed on it, because critically failure is no penalty, you just like you make fish. If you succeed on your check for the next 24 hours, whoever eats it can go up to 17 hours without sleep before they become fatigued. So you can push even further on your like hiking to walking tomorrow. Cool. If it's your favorite meal, you only need seven hours of sleep before you can bring in your daily preparations. Yes. Is that on a success or just any time? Uh, no, that's if it's your favorite meal, period. Hell yeah. So there you go. Because it's your favorite meal, you don't need to sleep as much and you feel fully rested. That's cool. I fuck it. This is so, it's so in the weeds and mechanics. So that's why like, we're not going to get so into this. So like for me, when I have biscuits and gravy, <laughs> I'm like. chocolate ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> also <laughs> that. I have so many favorite meals so actually, favorites. but They're that does kind of make sense. The next day I'm like, I can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of cool. There is a special requirement for chocolate ice cream. You must have the ability to cast a cold spell or create a cold effect via magic. That's awesome. Right? There's so much. So that's why like call for these scenes. We'll explore it and play it out, but I'm not going to force it as a GM because otherwise it'll just get really rude. I will say she is a teenager, so I will just uh, make it known right now that Ari's favorite meal is chocolate ice cream and she fully considers that an entire meal. She like picking the bones out of the fish and she's just like, Ugh. all I can think with ice cream for dinner Do you guys is have girl dinner. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I want a white claw and a hand of a handful of cashews. God. I think we need to write in our own special can make her meal girl dinner. girl dinner. If somebody makes something that's just really underwhelming, but also kind of good. That's Ari's favorite. Yeah. I put the bubbles in the, water and here are some goldfish (laughs) (laughs) she sounds really good (laughs) all right so the other thing and i'll try to take some notes on this who is standard first watch i think arthur okay and what's your perception bonus uh plus four okay um who's second watch who sees best at night anybody um, dark vision. I have, question. Yeah, I have low light vision and I have a halo that can That's produce right. light. <laughs> so you're probably a, a night watcher. Yeah. So do you want second or third watch? Ari? I'll do the second one. She'll like stay up and then because I feel like also being younger, she probably is kind of a night owl, but does your, love to sleep till noon. What's your perception bonus? Um, Plus five. Okay. I'll do the last one since because I'll, you know, cook or whatever first thing in the morning, so I'm up early. And what's your perception bonus? Uh, Seven. Damn. Damn. 
All right, that leaves Planet. Lucky for third watch. That's fine. I and got what's a plus your bonus? Six. Expert. Ooh, we're safe in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, been really excited for this. Let me roll some dice over here. First watch. Second watch. Third watch. All right. So, first watch, second watch. You don't see or hear anything. In BD, nothing going on at all. Um, third watch, you feel like you hear something in the night, mm-hmm. but you don't see anything. Something okay. moving in the forest. Okay. I would let uh, Nikolai know when we trade off if nothing happens. Just keeping an ear and eye out for that. Sounds good. Nikolai, you go into watch for the night. Quick question for absolutely no reason at all. Uh, what do you, so like, obviously you can't sleep in heavy armor. You can sleep in light armor, but you can become fatigued unless like you're in a bed. So just everyone for no reason, just think about what like your sleeping <laughs> preps are. Okay. Everyone has their own tent, right? Probably like a yeah, little pup yeah, tent sort so. of thing. A little campaign pup tent for you, Trent. Yeah. Um, Nikolai, it's before sun comes up where you hear something moving, rustling, and you hear, uh, almost like a growl and a grunt that sounds like it's reverberating inside of something, something big. Can I try to figure out what it is? Oh, fuck yeah. You want to do a, you want to do a nature check? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, how do you, you feel about a roll nature or you want check? Me to roll it? This is a secret check. I feel good about nature. All right, so let's roll that up. Okay, what's your what's your nature bonus? Seven. Do you have a more specific skill or lore that might apply to nature? I mean, I have survival and hunting lore, but that's about it. Oh, hunting lore 100% would apply here. I'm going to call that specific. I'm going to call that, because it's kind of cool. I've been looking more. There's like unspecific lore that's related and exact specific lore, but hunting is counts here. Um, Jason, I think I owe you something. Because what oh, you snap. hear in the forest at night is the sounds of a grizzly bear oh, near the camp. Hell Ooh. yeah. And when we set out, I believe you explicitly said, yeah, I'm just keeping an eye out, make sure we don't get jumped by like, and you explicitly said a grizzly <laughs> bear. And I was like, oh fuck, that's going to be a patch for Jason. Grizzly bears. So you hear it ahead because of you camped in such a good site. Wasn't this a thing about your backstory too, that your mother like had to try to hunt the bear? bear? Yeah. So you hear a grizzly bear and you hear what it sounds like it's maybe heading in your group's direction. All right, I will run over, start waking people up. One, two, three. For our listeners, whatever oh, is that? <laughs> um, Arthur. Arthur, Lucky, and then Ari. All right, how, how do you do that? What do you, what do you tell them? Like, how do you wake them up? Um, I grab Arthur by the foot and say, you know, Get your sword, get your shield. I think there's something, there's a grizzly bear out here. And he's up short, sword and shield in hand, like, immediately. All right. Now. With his winter clothing on, and that's it. Because <laughs> well, donning yeah. armor takes a while. Yeah. Lucky, what's your response? Um, yes. Um, I'll say something different to Lucky. Oh, okay. What do you say to Lucky? I'll say, uh, I believe there's a grizzly bear. You should sneak out of your tent and hide. Use the advantage. Ooh. All right. Ari, get up. <laughs> I really don't want to. Ari's going to be like, why? Why? Is a grizzly bear out here? There better actually. Bear. Okay. Is that, but there better actually be a bear. If Bears this bear are doesn't dangerous. Come up here. <laughs> 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 
I found the bear bait. You seen the tent? So and she like puts her halo on and she's mad. <laughs> Boom. This will be the first thing you've seen this, Arthur, as she walks yeah. out with a halo of light above her head. An angel of <laughs> some sort. Where's this fucking bear? <laughs> <laughs> so now you hear a bear. I'm saying I'm going to call it like a hundred yards, hundred meters off to um, the southwest, kind of in the direction of where the river runs. Okay. So it says downriver. It's about a hundred meters that way. Get behind me. Certainly. I'm also going to arrow, bow and arrow out. Shouldn't we all just play dead? Mm. You, you, you play dead right there. <laughs> okay, Ari turns her hail off and lays down. It's like, oh no! <laughs> so, oh no, I'm dead. Bear is kind of coming your direction. What's what's the plan here? What's the intent? I'm stealthy. So. I would say that if it charges us, I intend to shoot it. If it Smells, sniffs, and moves on. I don't plan to harm it. Okay. Yeah, same. We'll just wait and see. Ari will wait and see what it does. Sure. Yep. But I think I will turn my halo off. So it's not like, hello, <laughs> bear. Here we are. All right. So I think we're going to get to a point where the bear is like 50 or 60 feet from the edge of the camp. And you see it kind of stop and come up onto its back legs. It's, it's a grizzly bear. These things are f- fucking large. What do any of you do? Is it growling when it gets up on its back legs? Is it snarling at us? Like a little. It's not charging you actively yet. Maybe. Is there any leftover dinner? Never feed the bears. There might be. I don't know. You tell me. You had fish on a stick. Is there, yeah. Is there leftover fish on a stick? Is it just out? Did we leave it sitting out <sighs> like a bunch of freaking idiots? No. No, I didn't. But there is some fish around because you caught a bunch mm-hmm. of fish. Yeah. I think that, uh... Toss it a fish. I was going to say, Ari's going to grab some fish and she's going to, like, throw one to the bear, like, towards the bear, and then she's just going to start, like, throwing them as far as she can away from the camp. So hopefully it's like, mmm, fish, and then follows all the other fish. All the rest of us should back up slowly. Yeah. Arthur doesn't move. Ooh. Okay. So. And then Ari's going to look at Nikolai and be like, well, we can feed him to it next. <laughs> so let's talk. He's made out of metal, so it'll take a while. Not <laughs> <laughs> right now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk a little bit here about some rules because. There's a rule for that. Basically, the only thing, because none of you have wild empathy, right? Right. Nope. So the best that you can hope to do is an attempt an action called command an animal. This is a nature check. Now, command <gasps> an animal automatically unwor- automatically fails if the animal is hostile or unfriendly to you. Now, it might be neutral. You have no idea what's going on with the bear here. Where's our llama? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the llama. It's probably Already? near the campfire. Maybe we had Lucky take it. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. <laughs> The llama and the horse are probably tethered near the fire. It's usually yeah. the safest place. No, horse. I need you. <laughs> if it's not a war horse, it will attempt to panic in every single round of a combat. That makes sense to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't it? Yeah. It's a lot. So, here's what I'm going to say. I think there's a chance this bear is neutral, but there's a chance this bear is unfriendly. So, let's call that a flat check. 
And Jane, you're attempting, you are attempting to command an animal with your nature bonus? Yep. Mm, I said I what her? I said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're certainly assisting. Let's okay. first see if it's unfriendly or not. You're not going to know. Okay. Quick question, yeah. asking for a friend. Are you allowed to do things you're untrained in? This is an untrained action, yes. Okay, cool. And Good. you did narratively Good. take the lead on this. So, Nikolai, would you like to assist? I would. What are you, what's your training in nature? I am trained. Cool. All right. Let's see. I if don't think the, we can be experts in skills mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. I, like, I almost never get to play Pathfinder. Just yeah, I don't right, actually know right. how to become yeah, an expert. Not, not first level. 11. So you don't critically fail. Yeah. All mm. right, Jane. So this is going to be a check. Technically, this is against. Um, need a picnic basket. Basket. All right. Uh, this is a command an animal, and you're trying to tell it to go away with the fish, right? Go away. Get. <laughs> get. Go on, yeah. You get. <laughs> and so basically, here's what I'm gonna say. Let's we'll see if are fun. Can you um, imagine how funny Biff would be in this scenario, though? He, there would be like a lot oh. of like, get, go yeah, on. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna say, um, Jane. Mm -hmm. If this check is successful the bear will go away. Great. If this check fails, it will be your initiative for combat. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, what do I need to get to have it be successful? I'm not telling you. I've got the... I'm going to this is the, I'm gonna call digits. it against the will DC. <gasps> no fucking way. Natural 20. <laughs> Which is a 20. <laughs> so that does become a critical success as you untrained. <laughs> the bear's like, my bad. Yeah, I'll get oh, on in. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Baldur's Gate three, it'd be a great speak with animals moment. Yeah, <laughs> kidding, um, the bear just sort of looks down at the fish, picks it up in its mouth, plops down on all fours, <laughs> plods away towards the river where you threw the fish. Is he a friend of yours? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I can't believe that worked. Me was, either. Like oh walk my god! Pat you on the shoulder. That was impressive. Thanks. I thought for sure we were going to fight a bear. I honestly think it's because of that really inspiring backstory you told about your moms and like the whole bear situation. Oh, yes. Like I just had this moment of like, oh, it's a bear. I know about bears now. <laughs> Not so bad. I like that the flashback was like an actual moment of him telling us a story. Yeah. About <laughs> and all of us were like, oh, that's really nice. No, that's nice. I like bears now. I have to tell her stories to go to bed. She doesn't fall asleep. Otherwise. That's true. <laughs> Honestly, if all of you want to kind of experiment with this, I think as you're telling backstories, you can denote to the party what is or isn't public as you're doing flashbacks, but it might be things that you share during camp sequences. You don't have to retell it, but if you ever want to say like, Oh, the thing, because remember how we, during death saves, we see like moments in your life. Yeah. If you want to say like, I kind of share those. It's a great chance to bring that into in-world canon. Well, I'm not going to give you a hero patch for that because I am going to give you full XP hey. for having resolved oh, a, yeah. grizzly, a, yeah. a grizzly bear encounter. Nice no doubt. You haven't leveled up yet, but you're much closer. Dang it. Sweet. So you rest for the night. You wake up in the morning. You after seven hours of sleep, Arthur, because you had your favorite meal. Yep. Fish on a stick. I feel wonderful. Does this, <laughs> does that cause it. problems for me since I did like a watch, but then my sleep got disrupted? No. So you just basically extends it a little bit. Um, sleep until noon. Great. <laughs> uh, at 10 hours, you probably made it to bed by about 10. So you probably are setting out in the morning at about 10 because the final step is daily preparations and breaking down camp. So you say your prayer is still a rastle in the morning. 
And so that's a camping scene, everyone. Thank you for bearing yeah. through that. At any point, any of you can call for a camping scene. They'll happen automatically after you level up or likely when you enter new zones with new climates as well. I'll do some automatic ones. All right. Day two. Let me check my weather rolls. So it's day two. Oh, that, that I will say that day you did have light rain and snow like we talked about. So the snows let up overnight. Let me go to some happier music so that it isn't like the snows let up. Dun, dun. The snows let up, but now there's lightning. The snows let up overnight and it's a clear sky day as you're getting near the end of the month Callistral. February. Uh, so it's crisp in the mornings, Phil. You can see your breath in the air as you pack up your campsite and load the gear onto your pack llama, which I kind of love that that's a thing for your group. And you have the road west. What's, uh, Jane, if you want to move the coin or tell the group what you're doing. Say we just go press on, right? Keep the yeah, road. I think the road's on. the best way. And so. you can see right there, Jane, where the road is. Um, so if you want to follow I the mean, road, you can go I two can't spaces. see it, but. You can go two spaces if you want to follow the road. So you follow Great. the road, you keep going, uh, keep oh, going that way. That. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. cannot get over how much I, uh, I like that. So you're just focusing on traveling. You go another day. Um, you make camp. But what I'm going to say is, oh, and I've got all your perception bonuses here. Um, so in the morning, as you're going along, Lucky. Yeah. Um, you see an odd area ahead where like some natural, I think like grasslands, you get some like rises and falls, like not like craggy, like deep ravines, but you get some changes. You see an area up ahead where like something makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up a little bit about it. Something seems off about the road ahead of you near some of these odd bits of terrain. The terrain okay. itself doesn't seem odd. Something about the situation makes you feel uncomfortable. Hold on. What would you like to do? Um, Art. I think we got maybe possible trouble up ahead. You can call me Wart. <laughs> That's what my friends call me. Arthur, there's possible <laughs> trouble up ahead. <laughs> Be on the guard. Be ready. Do we want to try and uh, go off-road? I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> You also can can skip like this is one of those like really this is not like an A or B sort of thing. However, you want to approach this, you can stealth ahead and look on your own. Everyone can go together. You can try to leave the path. I will say, if you leave the path, you'll spend the rest of the day trying to get far enough away and around. Why here. don't you just? Why doesn't somebody just go up, take a look, and if there's a problem, we'll all come help. Okay. Clunk, <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. And so Arthur is going up ahead. This is when Lucky starts stealthing. Okay. How Maybe far off the path a little bit. Ari will take her kukri out. How far back are Ari and Nikolai staying from the two of them going ahead? Uh, 50 feet? Yeah. Okay. So not like, not enough to be not seen by whatever's going on. But enough to get there in a turn. How's that? Yeah. Let's, we'll call it 75 feet. Okay. Almost yeah, 100. That's not bad. I, I that's that's a bit of a distance. Yeah, so you guys stay about 75. Within range of a bow and arrow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fair. All right. I'll so have my short bow out too. Um, as you start heading down, look, I just I gotta be honest about this. Then, normally it's a secret check, but can you roll stealth for me? Um, 
Jared and, and Trent, can you roll perception for me? Sure. So that both of you roll this just to keep it moving. Ooh. 22. Okay. 23. All right. So then both of you will get to act first in combat yeah. as you see three Gosh. bandits crouched in these little craggy ravines along the edge uh, of the road waiting to ambush anyone who comes by. Oh no. I'm ready. All right. So we already have initiative from two of you. Ooh. That's the secret check button. Mystery mm-hmm. initiative. Oh God, I think this was the initiative button. <laughs> oh, elevator music. Yeah. So what we it's see? It's gonna go on for forever. Are, uh, uh, they look strangely exactly like the yeah. black tears we yeah, had like to fight. The black tear guys. Yeah, uh, for for no reason at all. All right. So let's get that. Uh, what were those initiative rolls from the two of you, lovely folks? <laughs> uh, Nikolai, what was your? Or no, uh, Lucky, what was your stealth? Twenty-two. Cool. And Trent, what was Arthur's perception? 23. All right. And we've got three bandits, which I, I didn't check the colors. What are the co- what are the color dots on those three? Red, green, and purple. Awesome. Red, green, purple. And I've got... Just waiting for that beat to drop. That bass. All right. And then uh, Ari, what did you roll for initiative? Eight. Okay, nice. and womp, womp. Nikolai. 13. 13. You know what? I think I know the correct drop this time. I'm going to risk it. I think it's this one. Yeah. There we go. Initiative. Time to fight. Keep your patches ready. Oh. All right. So that means, Arthur, you'll see this first. You yes. see three of them crouched on the north side of the road. Um, two kind of in bushes and trees and one in a rock formation laying in wait. What do you do? So he's You're, going uh, to... Uh, he, I guess I should describe this for the listening audience. You're heading down yeah. the road. You're maybe 25, 30 feet from most of them as you're heading down the road, and Lucky's been stealthing to the north of you about 25, 30 feet. Do I know that he's there? Uh, not with your perception bonus and his check. Okay. So you think you think you've gone on your own. Okay. He will just uh, kind of yell back to the group, um, it's a bandit ambush, three of them. And, uh, he's going to, he's going to go, uh, hey man, put the fight where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to move up to the purple one here. Okay. So he'll take a stride action ahead. Is that one or two moves for you to get there? That's one move. Nice. So you'll stride up. And uh, he's going to attack with his bastard sword. Oh, shit. So you're just getting right into it. You said yep. this is purple? It is. Heck Shout out yeah. to bastard swords. Yeah. That is an 18. Oh, man. So close. That's a hit. I was, uh, gonna, <laughs> I was, like, what? I was like, oh, fuck. We <laughs> retreat. This is not going to be good. Nikolai jumps on a drama and rides out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that is seven damage. So you bam, slash into him. I'm going to take some parlance from some other big Pathfinder creators across several ones. I think it's an Order of the Amber Die that I heard on a different podcast say that they essentially give three descriptions of hit points um, to people. Unwounded, wounded, and near death. Near death means that 
It's not a perfect science, but based on generally my vibe of about how much damage you've been doing per hit, about one to two hits away from death. Hmm. So, so it's kind of like the... Uh, it's a little bit like the fantasy ground. Fantasy yeah. Grounds tracker. Yeah, yeah. Just a little looser and easier for quick narrative. That path. was my hmm. favorite part of fantasy grounds was like, that guy's bleeding to death, yeah. so we definitely need to hit him first. Yeah. Seeing his be like a deeper red, yeah. like, oh, he's so close. You can also yeah. see like conditions too. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Um, but so I'll say you hit this and they are near death. You slash into the shoulder. Perfect. And then um, Ray's shield is an action, correct? Yes. Which he will do. Shield goes up. All right. That makes it um, Lucky's turn. Lucky, you've stealthed up. You were able to, because your, your baseline perception is high enough where you see... Um, you see two of them, actually. You don't see green. Okay. Then so I'll take... But he also told him, he told all of us there was three. Yeah, well, so like, so here's how it works. So technically, you know that you see three moving, but if he was to shoot at green, there'd be like a bit of a mischance. Because he's like, okay. someone's hiding behind that tree. I don't know where, like in that bush. I don't know exactly where in that bush. Well, I'll just take the open shot at the other one that wasn't attacked. So not the one that... The red one. So red. red. Arthur's attacking. Bandit red. Bandit red. Let's go. And which he's a good like 25, 30 feet from Lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what kind of weapon is this? A uh, short bow. So you bring the short bow up as you're stalking through like these grasslands near the trees. Mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of a fun side thing. We're using these old, I think these are actually like Wizards of the Coast tiles, although Paizo makes some awesome flip tiles and we're going to get my hands on. I love these for these little pop-up encounters. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. great. Uh, 20 to hit. Oh God, yeah. And, and flat-footed, so arrow sinks into red uh seven damage is that with sneak attack mm-hmm. and arrow sinks right in near death instantly just like oh you can like hear them trying to breathe from maybe a lung that's collapsing looks like the ambush is on you now yes <laughs> 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 what a zing <laughs> All right. Incredible one-liner. Yeah. Lucky's going to move over here. Okay, so he'll run kind of the northwest up to some cover behind these boulders and rocks on the ground. And do a stealth. Dive right behind it. (laughs) Are you you doing it? uh, You keep it at this point. I'll just let you know. Okay. If it's honestly, here's what I'm going to say. If it's really high tension and drama, then I'm going to roll it so you don't yeah. know. But in a very tactical XCOM case like this, I'm going to sure. say just roll it yourself. Um, 19, 13, okay. 13 plus 6. Okay, keep that in your head because I'll check that against you. Okay. All right, it's greens. That's the one that I don't think either of you actually saw. So you'll be mm-hmm. flat footed to it. It has a short bow as well. And yeah, it just got shot by someone somewhere. But like, there's. Uh, uh, they're surrounding us. Take them down. Take what's ours. And going to pop out and shoot a short bow at you, Trent. Uh-huh. All right. So here comes the shot. You're flat-footed. To, sorry. You are... Uh, what's what's the new remastered term for it? It's not flat-footed. Off-guard? You're off-guard, off-guard yeah. to this shot. Good call. Ooh, not bad. So that's going to be an 18 against off-guard AC. That is a hit. Because uh, shield up, but minus two. Yep. So... And this just sticks in. All right, big damage. Can I kill two of Trent's characters? <laughs> Probably. Four points of damage. Okay. <laughs> All right, and you are no longer flat-footed because the first shot has been fired. I'm getting the nod from Jared, who I'm going to consider like my stealth expert yeah, on yeah. this at this point <laughs> in the game. All right, and so just going to follow that up with another shot. 
draws an arrow out of the quiver, standing in the sort of beneath this large decision. I imagine almost one of those trees that kind of grows down to the ground where there's a little room to hide. One of those trees that grows to the ground? Well, you know, some trees have branches that go like all the way down and there's like great little <laughs> hiding spots. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get I'm just giving you shit because you attacked me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Trent, that, tre- that tree had a trunk that goes all the way to the ground. <laughs> All right, second nice. shot. Ooh, so you're not flat-footed. How does a seven? That's going to be a... An eight. Oh, that's a critical failure. <laughs> so, nice. Ting, just... I imagine hit blocks, the shield hits, shatters. They're going for it again. Um, just going to fire that third shot. Uh, all right, now, my math's not great, but I think this is technically a minus one total. Uh... A critical, critical, critical failure. <laughs> Triple crit. <laughs> Triple crit failure. <laughs> All right, Nikolai, 75 feet away. You see one is sort of out in the open. One that sort of like was crouching behind rocks that has come up and is fighting against um, Arthur out in the open. And then you can, now that they've all attacked and moved, you can see uh, two that are like in these sort of trees and bushes. Red one is one I can see. You can see all of them now that all they've them. all acted. From you at range, they will all have uh, actual cover, like a plus two to AC. Okay. Which is probably why they set up in that position. I will um, shoot this red one. All right, go for red. So you're at 75, 80 feet, which is inside the 100 feet for a longbow. That's a one. Oh, Ooh. but we're co- turning in that called the grizzly bear patch already. Yeah, grizzly bear patch. <laughs> ah, miss. That's a two. <laughs> I think hold. you missed. So Ari, you're watching from like almost 100 feet away, which is cool. I mean, and like I imagine you're getting close. You're just not hitting them, but you're drawing a longbow back and you see Ari, he's just lobbing these arrows like 100 feet. I'll move up. Okay, move up One 50. Action. One action? Yeah, okay. I want, yeah, and then I'll shoot again. Okay, so now you're about 50 feet away. Okay. So you're advancing, draw another arrow, knock it, let fly. 13. <laughs> shatters on the armor like okay. hits but like doesn't sink in all right now it's the red one's turn um i think you're advancing you're 50 feet away now so red's going to return fire okay actually we're gonna have some fun this i don't think do this a lot. he's going to first action take cover to increase the cover all the okay. way mm. and then going to pop out well i'll probably do it in this order I'll probably shoot twice and then take cover as the yeah. third action okay but he's, he's got a short bow, and so he, you are now within range increment of the short bow because you've walked up. So he's going to fire. Oh. Critical hit. Oh, nice. Ooh. All right, so that's going to be a crit hit. It's lower level than you, so that's not a card. Didn't okay. forget the cards this recording. And so here we go. Critical hit, eight points of damage as this bandit just fires the shot at gotcha. you. good. Instantly knocks another one, lobs it. Man, rolling. Rocks over here. 18 to hit on the second one. Hit. Dang. Two points of damage. Two arrows. Dang, bro. Vex. Took some hits. Ariadna Vex. She's gonna say to Nikolai, I think Biff would haunt us if we let his brother die. And just start, like, running. She's just gonna use her whole turn to run up there. So you can grab your miniature and place it basically adjacent to um, any of the, the bandits that you see there. Cool. Uh, I'll just go up to the one next to, uh, is that purple? purple yeah, purple is yeah. the one next to Arthur. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it's purple's turn. You just rushed up, but he's already sort of locked in that combat with Arthur. So he's going to drop his short bow 
and draw out a dagger. So that's one action, drop, draw, and just gonna start stabbing away with that thing. That's a really good roll, uh, 24. Oh, that's hit. Dang. And yeah, that- rolling rocks. I am. Uh, ooh, it's kind of funny, I got a new dice set. Um, friend of the cast, Zach, gave us some um, oh, like yeah. coffee and tea. And it, it was like a um, World's Tavern or something, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Really, honestly, good coffee, coffee and tea. Coffee is good. Yeah. It came with a D20 set because it's sort of like themed in it. I had some of the green cool. tea this morning getting ready. If you want some at lunch, it's really good. That's awesome. Oh, max damage. <laughs> Five points of damage. All right. Wow. You still standing, Arthur? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're still good. We're still good. All right. Action two, I think just going to stay on you. Who knows who this new person is? Sure. But there's someone in plight. Yeah. That's who I'd go for, too. Uh, all right. An 11 to hit. That is a miss. And that's their full turn. All right. Turn two. Honestly, you know, I think we're going to go long because I don't think this combat lasts past this turn. All right. Yeah. <laughs> or if I find a really good cliffhanger, we're going to end it there. But we're, we're in that territory. Oh, can we're I, near death of the episode. Can I retroactively? You did five damage, I think. Yeah, do you want to take it on the shield? Yeah. Can I shield block that? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Is it is this a metal shield or wooden? It's steel. Steel. Hell yes. You nice. got a lot of hit points on that. Yeah. And if you have craft, you can repair it in downtime too, which is a super cool thing. Did it take any damage? Because it doesn't have to be the hardness. Oh yeah, does it oh, yeah, take the hardness? Up to the hardness, which is five, so it doesn't take any. So it doesn't take perfect. any. Oh, that's nice. a perfect hit to call it on. Yeah, yeah. Damn, good. You know what? Because yeah, I got to hand some yeah, these that's out. That's a good rule. Yeah. That's a good rule memory. Jared, oh, take nice. a patch. Indeed. It's beneath it's the down dice there tray. somewhere. I, I threw it horribly. <laughs> All right, Arthur, it's your turn first. So he's going to uh, return the attack in kind. Nice. Sword and board up there. Swings out at a bandit. That a force is of chaos. A 19. Nice. God, yeah, that's a hit. Uh, this near death bandit. And that is six damage. That, they're dead. Yeah, yeah. Just sweep. Cleaves that bandit down. Looks like I got him. And uh, <laughs> he's going oh, to like, stop walk being up so weird. To this one, to uh, green here. Okay. All right. Stride up north to the green bandit. And he will raise his shield. Okay. Lucky, it's your turn. You, um, yeah, you have 19 for stealth, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, you're good. What so do I'll you want to do? take a shot at red again. All right. I'll let you know. Not? Now, Red was the one who took, increased their cover, so they got a plus four to AC. Okay, well, I rolled good, so... Um, they are flat-footed to you, because your stealth was 22. high enough. 22, so their AC goes up by a net of two. Not a crit, but definitely a hit, and you'll get sneak attack damage. Hell yeah. Cool. I need a D6 again. Oh, that's Sorry. what that was for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, why is one of my no, dice no, just, I just chilling? I dropped mine on the floor earlier, and <laughs> I haven't got it, so... Jason is, is sort of like the, the dice mom. Yeah, like there's 100. always dice. Mine for sure. Uh, <laughs> ten damage. Oh god, dead. Just full dead. You just Delt. funk. God, yeah. Rogues and fighters at low levels yeah. just take people They're out so of combat. Uh, and I'll hide again. Okay. Because why not? That's your I'm second already, action. I'm yeah. already in cover. Yeah. Great. I rolled down a, behind the rock. Fourteen plus six, so twenty. So you're hiding. You, know, you, you technically have an additional action. Let's. Mm, Let's attack again. Hell yes. Because why nice. not? I don't, I've been rolling good. This is when I'm going to roll badly, though. There's one left. <laughs> um, I got a... <laughs> that just, it's getting me. <laughs> <laughs> just so deadpan. Uh, it's a plus two total, so 14. All right, 14. Uh, that's going to be... Uh, that. No, that hits because they're flat-footed. 
they had cover and Sweet. they're off guard, so it brings it down to exactly their AC. Sick. Well, and you'll get again. sneak attack damage. And this uh, is one. Eight damage. They're dead. Nice. <laughs> All right. You know what? Tune in next week to nice. see if that's enough to level up. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.